Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm not drunk, I'm autistic. I am Nareth Birch. And um, today, well, if you're listening to this in real time, Happy New Year! If you're not, Happy New Year anyways. It'll come around eventually, won't it? Yeah, so just pretend it's belated or early, whatever. Um, I feel like I talked a little bit about, like, New Year's a little bit and like my goals and shit in my birthday episode. But today I wanted to do kind of more things I want to say to my younger selves. Um, because I reached a pretty cool monumental moment last night where I think I have truly gotten to the point where I gotten, not gotten over my anxiety by a long shot, trust me, but I'm taking control a little bit more. Situations in my life are a lot better, easier. Um, There's nothing to have abject panic about for once. For the first time in my life, I don't need to have abject panic or terror or worries. Like, yeah, there's a couple of things coming up. I have a dentist appointment coming up that's a little anxious. We probably... I just dropped my phone. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if you heard that. Um, I need a new phone. That's not something to be anxious about. That's just a truth fact because my phone sucks. I can't have Spotify playing and like open any other app at the same time. Like can't even have my music playing with like my GPS on. Whatever. I hate it. Back to, oh goodness, the anxiety. Dentist, uh, our lease is up in a few months. So we have to figure out what we're doing with that. Um, just little things like that. And like, I don't know, I just, I feel good. I feel my, my, my biggest motto last year when I was trapped in jail was that I just want to be, I just want to be. And I think I have finally reached the being stage. There was a lot of healing, a lot of things I was working through, like, Oh, sorry, yawning. He, I'm tired. It's it's pretty early here. Um, like I don't know. It's just just I feel really good, and I just wanted to kind of go back and say some things to little little Nara Taki, little Nara, who was known as Molly at that point. Um, yeah, and like hopefully, maybe if some of you are going through the situations I was going through as a little child, pretend that what I'm saying is what I'm saying to you, maybe if that helps you feel better. I don't know. He, let's just go with it. I'm getting all like bashful here and embarrassed. Soon I'm going to start blushing, which is really uncomfortable because my cheeks feel like they're on fire. Um, let's just start with kind of the saddest one that's my cat meowing and knocking shit over thanks i'm trying to do a heartfelt episode here you fuckwad um to little molly alone locked in her room in the midst of an autistic meltdown banging on the door just trying to get out trying to get just just not able to verbalize what's going on with her nothing but able I'm, I can't express myself with anything but screaming right what I like to do with her is I like to pretend I go back in time and I I hold her and and I just 
truly try to make her feel as least alone as possible. Like, I don't know. With her, it's a little harder. Because there's not really anything I can tell her. Like, I don't like the... I mean, I don't love the phrase, it gets better. Because I don't think that's a reasonable thing to tell people. Like, I don't know that your situation's going to get better. I truly don't know about that. But what I can do, hopefully, is show you my example and show you what I've been through and that I've managed to get out of it. And if you feel that applies to your life and that that inspires you, that's amazing. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it's a lie to tell every single human it gets better. I don't know. I know it's it's maybe for other things it applies, like for being gay or differences, things like that, because that I feel like it can very much get better, 100%, because the issues that you're facing aren't, they're, they're more society and the way that society views us are us uh, us homosexuals. Um, uh, but, like, the autism is not going to get better. Because that's, yeah, there's some society shit there that hopefully is changing and will hopefully make things better. But that doesn't change the fact that your brain is autistic. It doesn't change the fact that you're even even now I still have days where I throw myself on the floor and hit my head hard enough to cause a concussion like it did get better in some ways but in other ways I'm just as autistic as I was as that tiny little girl in her room screaming and crying so yeah I'm not gonna say it gets better but more in the fact that it is um I hope that you find peace in your life. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to to her. Let's jump to eighth grade me. (sighs) That was a hard year. That was a really hard year. I went to the mental hospital for the second time. I was put on medication that caused me to gain 30 pounds in like a fucking month. Uh, My mom had two different types of cancer. My home life was shit. I was being sent to respite every weekend or sometimes being taken out of my house by the police to go to respite. Like, I think my worst, I'll tell you what one of the worst days of my life ever was. Like, I can, I still feel it. It was, I mean, like the night before had sucked. I had gotten taken out of the house by my police, by the police because I wasn't behaving correctly. And I got taken to like an emergency respite home that had like 13 fucking people and then I remember we went out to dinner and like I was literally driving in a car where people were sitting in each other's laps because there wasn't enough room and I was just like this is not safe and like four people in the house chain smoked and at the time my mom had lung cancer from secondhand smoke so every time I smelled cigarette smoke I would automatically throw up because I would get so anxious about it I mean we don't know it was from secondhand smoke that's what she claims because her grandmother like smoked across the hall from her probably was a lot of shit whatever But, like, at the time, I was pretty paranoid about it. Um, And, like, literally everything I owned, I smelled like cigarettes. Everything I owned. I didn't take a shower before going to school because I would refuse to shower at the respite homes because 
I mean, I was having trouble with just like showering in general then because it was just such a severe sensory experience. And it wasn't something I could tell, like I could verbalize at the time. But like, that didn't help that I was fat and I smelled bad and I cried all the time. And my mom was sick and like, I didn't have, I lost all my friends like a year earlier. I was truly miserable. But that day, like, I had to go straight from the respite home to school. And I remember falling asleep. I don't know if it was like a study hall per se, but like we were all gathered together in the auditorium. I think it was some kind of study hall. And I fell asleep because I had stayed up the entire night before, scared out of my fucking wits to be in a house with 13 strangers who I knew nothing about, taken out of my house by a police officer to get there. And like, of course, the teacher starts yelling at me for falling asleep. And I just remember waking up just, I can still feel the feeling in my heart just thinking like, this is bullshit. I am fucking like 13. I should not have to be going through this shit. Like, my life is hard enough. Why, why am I, I just felt miserable. I felt, and I had no fucking clue it could get, it could improve. I didn't know I deserved it. I truly thought that's just what my life was going to be like forever and ever and ever. And it, it was a, it's a hard feeling when you're in eighth grade and you feel that. And, and to that, to that narrative, to that little Molly, I just want to say, You went through hell. You went through hell that you have not gone through in years. And, like, honestly, if shit like that happened to you now, you'd probably fucking kill yourself. You were not as strong as you were back then. Like, that was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Horrible. I'm so sorry. I'm giving you such big hugs right now. You sitting in that that theater auditorium, literally more alone than probably any creature in that school was right then truly and I feel like I can say that for a fact um I don't know it's hard I promise you're gonna get control over your life that's the thing I had no control I had no control over my life and I finally have the utmost control and it just feels so beautiful it really really does all right High school. Let's go there. Um, that's when my abusive ex-spouse joins the picture. We met in high school. Isn't that cute? We were high school sweethearts. We started dating on and off the end of ninth grade. He was a dick even then, but I was under the impression that that was the best I could do because I was told that was the best I could do. Um, I thought that was all I deserved. I didn't understand that I was allowed to be treated better. I truly didn't. So, you know what? This is the biggest awesomeness of you all. You know what? We're going to go to a moment where my spouse handed me a notebook, told me not to read it. He wasn't my spouse at the time. He was my boyfriend. And then left the room. So, of course, what what else would a fucking ninth grader have done? I fucking read the notebook he handed me and told me not to read. Where there were love letters to other girls. I (laughs) literally ran out into the hallway ready to kick their ass and like one of my teachers saw and like grabbed me because like I wasn't like a violent student I went to a special high school so they were on the lookout for things like that so they were all surprised that I was freaking the fuck out 
And I like showed her the notebook and she was like, I am so tempted to let you go right now because he deserves nothing less than to get the shit beaten out of him. I was like, I know, right? But of course she didn't because legality also, I don't know if I could beat the shit out of someone. I probably could. I'd like to think I could beat the shit out of my ex-spouse. It would be lovely to just get a few punches in there right now. For you, girl, let me tell you something. You got rid of that maggot. You're free. You are finally living with a human, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human who appreciates you and loves you and who you couldn't have been with at the time because he was only nine. I mean, not like you knew him, but like that's why you had to wait a little bit. You had to wait for him to become old enough to be around you. Like, again, this wasn't me a creepy situation where I'm watching this child grow up thinking, ah, I can't wait till he's legally 18 and I can fuck him. No, no, no. I didn't even know he existed. He was in Greece on a fucking rock somewhere. Like, that's not what this was. It sounds weird thinking about it, saying it out loud. But anyways, you know what? 10th grade me, high school me, you fucking kicked their ass mentally. You got the best of them. You left. I don't know. I think about that one a lot. I think every time I think about that, I just, because I know it's not just me that feels it. It's literally a legions of me in the past who have been burned by this fucking idiot so many times that we're finally able to be like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. We're moving on to, to when I was ditched by, I was like 18, I went off to college, my spouse left without saying anything and stole a bunch of money from me, um, I was, again, I was at an even worse point than I was in eighth grade, I was so alone, I, the only thing that kept me from killing myself was the fact that I had to feed my dog, like, literally, that was it, I had to take her on a walk twice a day and feed her, that was the only reason I didn't kill myself, um, my cat is pouncing. Oh my God. He's, he's the worst. Um, you're never going to have to be that lonely again. You're not, you've made it past the worst points of loneliness ever. Like that's truly incredible. You know, as I've, I've been lonely. I've been bone crushing lonely. I could feel, I can feel pain in my hands with how lonely I was. And it's just nice to know that I have friends and a real, and a boyfriend that I can just breathe easy with and just know that I'm loved and taken care of. And then the final, the final one I'd like to talk to at this point, she's become Nara. Well, the combination of Molly and Nara, because this is just me living with my ex-spouse and being abused. You didn't deserve that. Nobody deserves to be treated like that. Not one single creature deserves to be treated the way you were treated. It was hell. You were beaten down emotionally and you were raped and just you were treated so unkindly by a human who pledged to love you and take care of you. You're out. You're sitting right now. I'm, we're, we're in the future sitting in our little hobbit hole, which is what I call my house. It's my hobbit hole. Um, although when it's icky, it becomes Gollum's lair. So it might be a little more Gollum than hobbit hole right now, but that's okay. We'll clean eventually, right? 
you'd think. But even, even, <laughs> even through that, I'm so happy. I'm living the best life I could imagine. And I'm just being. I'm finally just being. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just kind of a little retrospective of me going through some situations in my life and telling the past little me's that we made it through, y'all. We made it through with with dignity and, I mean, not a lot of dignity, but a little bit at least with, with courage that I can't even imagine facing the situations I faced as a child now. I can't imagine that. I don't know how I lived through that, but just I don't know. I did. I made it. <laughs> I did it. Yay. Okay. So I think that's about it. I don't know. I don't know if this is a weird episode or not, but just happy new year, everyone. And I hope that, I hope, I mean, I hope you get the karma you deserve. I'm not going to say that I hope everybody has amazing lives because some people don't deserve them. But for those of you who do, hope you just have an amazing life, an amazing new year. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye.